Time to have a bit of a chat about history. Dr Grant Morris is in with us, the afternoon's resident historian who likes to take current topics and see how they've played out in times gone by. Now, of course, today's topic, we're talking about the election campaign and the claims from some quarters that this year's will be one of the most negative campaigns we've seen in history. Or is it? Well, Dr Morris is with me now. Kia ora, thanks for being here. Kia ora. Um, so the most negative campaign in history, I suppose, how do you how do you start by defining negative? That's a great question because just because you criticise the other side doesn't mean you're being negative. In fact, that's what you should do in an election campaign. You should critique what the other side is putting forward, their policy, and uh, that's all all uh, that should happen in a robust campaign. So I think when we're talking about negative, and there will always be a subjectivity to, to, to whether you see it as negative or not, is where something is unnecessarily personal or it has an unfair focus on a particular group in society, and that group might be a marginalised group, um, or perhaps if it's just so overwhelmingly about what is wrong and fails to have any balance about saying, well, this is what we'll do to make it right. So I think there's a number of ways it can be negative, but I think it's important to say just criticising the other side is not in itself negative. Mm, okay, fair enough. Um, you've got some examples that you've uh, taken a look at. Um, the 1951 general election, what was going on there? Yeah, so I wanted to take one. I've, I've looked at the uh, era, so since 1935 where we've had our two major parties that we have today. There's a lot of negative campaigns before that, but they play out in, in different ways due to different reasons. So I thought, well, we'll stick with our, our present um, political lineup. And the 1951 general election, I think, is a good example of the argument I'm, I'm One of the arguments I'm going to make is that these particularly negative election campaigns tend to happen at a time when New Zealand's divided in some way. Mm -hmm. It may not be divided down the middle. It may be just a certain division and and a minority is is ostracised in some way. But the politicians are able to exploit that within the campaign. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But each time it it, it is negative. And so what we saw in 51 which most listeners will, will probably know if they follow New Zealand history, was the uh, aftermath of the waterfront strike uh, that, that went on for months and months and split not just the union movement but also um, parts of society as well. And the uh, Holland national government of the time was, was very much against the strikers and very much against what they were doing. They called it industrial anarchy. Uh, and when they called a snap... Uh, snap election, they were able to capitalise on that and increase their majority so that uh, they were able to exploit that unhappiness that, that, that portions of society had with the uh, industrial action and, and use it to their advantage. Mm. So in that sense, I would say it was, it was basically a, a negative campaign in the sense that it was focusing on difference. Labour played an interesting role in this one because it in itself was in an ambiguous position because it didn't know quite which side to support and was seen to be sitting on the fence. Mm. So um, I, I had that as my first example where you get that feeling of an overwhelmingly negative election campaign. Uh, what about 1975? Was that the most negative? I think so, and that's probably the one that we often think about, um, especially if you're thinking you know, about New Zealand history, and it's one that many people will have remember in, in terms of uh, living through it as well. And what we tend to remember is nationals' campaigns, So because uh, we got 
the, the advent of colour TV at this election for the first time. So we have the dance in Cossacks in relation to yeah. Labour's uh, superannuation plans. Uh, we also have uh, the, there was an advert uh, betraying negative stereotypes of Pacifica migrants as well. Mm. Uh, we tend to remember that. We tend to remember uh, Robert Muldoon's approach, We uh, Rob's mob, um, and say, well, yes, there's absolutely no doubt it was negative campaigning from National. But there was also negative campaigning on the other side as well. And I wonder if this is what makes for the most negative campaigns when both sides are are doing this. Now, I think it's fair to say that National was being more negative than Labour in this campaign. But Labour also ran an attack ad featuring a piglet. And that was about Robert Muldoon's nickname, which, of course, was about what he looked like. Um, So a personal attack and then you have the interesting one of Citizens for Rolling, that group of illustrious New Zealanders who came out and said, basically, Robert Muldoon is not fit to be the leader of the country and, and you shouldn't vote national. Now, many will say, well, that what they were the way they went about, that wasn't negative. They did it in quite a civilised way. But you could also say it was quite a patronising way as well. And Muldoon, uh, uh, he... Exploited that by saying, "Look, mm. you know, New Zealanders don't want to be told what to how to vote by, um, by by other people." So it was happening. Even though I think National were definitely running the more negative campaign, the election campaign degenerated uh, as it went along. Um, and then, of course, Muldoon won a, a convincing victory in 1975. Mm. And there's that fear, I think, and perhaps that's what some commentators are picking up on at the moment. That if we start out being negative, then where are we going to be by early October? Mm. Um, people will also remember the more recently, the 2005, this is Don Brash and Helen Clark. Mm. So this is the most the re- most recent example that I chose. And again, it's one I think where we have pictures in our minds. So it might be the uh, Iwi Kiwi billboards mm-hmm. and the lead up to that election. The, I, I'd actually forgotten the taxathon, the um, advert that played on the telethon mm. theme that National ran. And so there was... Uh, and, and, and Labour supporters accused National of, of dog whistling, of, of um, playing on division rather than... Uh, things that you know could still be critiques, but 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 in a way that was was uh, not dividing society. And then the criticisms on the other side was that the Helen Clark's government, with its interest-free student loans, its working for families extension, in the middle of a campaign, was launching these massive expensive policies and effectively using its incumbent position to try and buy the election. Um, and that. You know, no, I remember that, that election campaign quite well. It was one where it seemed to degenerate as it, as it went on. And then you got to the election day, and you've, I think most New Zealanders were just breathing a sigh of relief that it was over. Mm, so what can we take away from you know looking back and, and looking forward, I guess, to the next few weeks? I think the first thing is that these particularly negative campaigns tend to happen where there's, there's quite a bit of division in our society at a certain point of time. And I think with all the, uh, you know, the, the, the difficult times we've been through in the last few years, we, this could be one of those times. And the second one, I think, is where the campaign, it's, it, it just kind of this negativity gains momentum and both sides start um, acting in, in a negative way and it, and it gets worse. So my, my hope mm. <laughs> is that... Uh, the parties, just both parties, all parties actually, because we're talking about more than two in an MP environment, just pull back a bit and try and avoid the the, the personalised or the the unnecessary unnecessary uh, unnecessary negativity, mm. and just just try and keep it as as balanced as as possible. 
Yeah, I suppose. Do you think we're in that situation, like you say, when there's that um, sort of minority and, and the division? Is that potentially where we are for this campaign? Though? Like, are we on the back foot perhaps a bit with this? I, I think, I mean, there's a lot of things that can be exploited by politicians, I think, in society at the moment in terms of divisions, disagreements, um, ang- anger uh, in the electorate. Um, and... Yeah, I think it's also how that's done, I think, as well. And we saw in 1975 and the way Robert Muldoon chose to do that. And I don't think that's that's the, the way to do it. You can raise legitimate issues where people have grievances without having to do it in a way uh, which is you know very personalised or is um, uh, done in a way which, which just exacerbates that division. Interesting stuff. Thank you very much. That is Dr. Grant Morris there uh, taking a look back at some of the election campaigns of the past. Of course, we're in the election campaign uh, at the moment, but whether it will end up being the most negative, well, we will find out over the next few weeks. Thank you very much for your time today, Grant Morris there on Afternoons.